You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 47. Many offers are incredibly easy to put together and insanely valuable for your business in a few specific ways. Let's talk about creating mini offers and how you can use them to build a marketing funnel for your business with confidence. Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Funnel Show. My favorite, favorite thing to talk about, marketing funnels. And today we're wrapping up our four-part series on creating a predictably profitable online business with marketing funnels, and I've I've given you a ton of insights to get you started. In episode 44, we talked about how to decide what marketing to do based on who you are and where your audience is hanging out. We went through four key questions to dive into figuring this out for yourself so that you can market your business with confidence and feel really, really good about it. In episode 45, we then talked about three keys to a predictably profitable online business, and these are things that absolutely anyone can do, even if you think you're not good at marketing, even if you think marketing is not in your wheelhouse. These are about getting focused on the problem and the transformation and the offer, right? So go listen to that if you haven't listened to it already. In episode number 46, we talked about setting the stage for your offer and taking your audience from opt-in to sale by priming them to get them ready for your offer and how to build new beliefs and how to get them ready so that when they jump on the phone with you, they say, I need to work with you. Or when they come to your webinar or your event or hit your sales page, they're already like 95% sold on working with you, right? It's really, really important to do that through your marketing funnel. It makes, it honestly, it attracts the best, best customers to you. And it also makes the whole thing fun and non-salesy and really valuable so that everybody feels really, really good at the end. And so if you missed any of those episodes, I'll link to them in today's show notes and I encourage you to go back and listen. You can find today's show notes at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 47. And so that brings us to today and talking about offers. So a lot of times when I have a new client or student who wants to build a marketing funnel, they run into a roadblock, a major roadblock, at least one, if not multiple. And I've run into roadblocks before too. And that is, what should I build my marketing funnel around? What's my offer? What's an offer that somebody wants to buy because no one wants to go to all the trouble of creating a marketing funnel for an offer that no one wants to buy, right? But we get into this chicken and egg situation. Either no one or very few people have bought your offer because you don't have a system to help you sell it, and so it's hard, and you don't have a system because you don't have testimonials, insights, and or the confidence to build the system because you don't know if anyone wants it. So you're kind of stuck in this, 
I don't have a system to sell, but I don't want to invest a ton to build that system yet. And it's so frustrating. And I know because I personally have been there more times than I want to tell you. (laughs) And when I wanted to transition, I mean, most recently, when I wanted to transition from only offering my one-on-one services to clients into offering my one-on-one services, but I also wanted to offer a course, I personally ran into these roadblocks. So I was thinking about my course because I was like, I know how to sell my one-on-one stuff, but if I'm doing a course, that's not one-on-one work. So, you know, I ran into five big roadblocks right away. Roadblock number one, does anyone even want to learn about marketing funnels? Like that was the, the biggest question for me. Roadblock number two, How do people feel about marketing funnels? Roadblock number three, what do people want to learn about marketing funnels? Because, you know, if you're buying a course, that's different than investing in someone one-on-one to actually build out a marketing funnel. So I needed to, I needed to understand that market. Roadblock number four, I only had testimonials from one-on-one clients. So how do I get testimonials for my course? when no one's taken this course or before I've even built the course, right? And then roadblock number five, what kind of bonuses will make my course a no-brainer to buy? So there were actually a lot more roadblocks than that, but I'm not gonna, (laughs) I'm not gonna put roadblocks in your head. I'm sure you could think of your own, right? Um, And I'm sure, you know, if you have ever wanted to roll out a new offer, like a new product that you wanted to offer, a new program or a new service, you've probably run into one or more of these roadblocks as well, right? I mean, the testimonial one alone really stumped me for a bit. And I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to get excited about building out a full marketing funnel on a hope and a prayer and, you know, a gut feeling that this is going to be a great thing. Um, Because I've had I've had full launches of products, you know, back in 2013, I launched a product that I literally couldn't even give away, much less sell. And so I've done that, the hope and a prayer marketing, and I don't like that approach at all. And I know, you know, yes, I love funnels, and yes, I know they work, and yes, I've built lots and lots and lots of funnels over time, but the truth is, it's a lot of work. Like you, you have to dive in, you have to think about your audience, you have to think about all sorts of things, and then you need to put the system together. And I, I want to know that people will actually buy my thing. Because even if it's only going to take me, you know, six hours to put together my marketing funnel, I still want to know that at the end of that six hours, that wasn't just like me, you know, dinking around on my computer for six hours, I want it to work. Do you feel that way too? I mean, One thing that I know that I personally struggled with and thought for a really, really long time, and you may think this too, is that I needed to be big, fancy, and expensive to be successful, right? I I, I felt like I really had to like overinvest in my marketing funnel to be successful. And it was a massive blocker for me for a really, really long time because I was like, okay, how can I be, how can I be successful if I don't have all the fancy stuff out there? 
but I don't want to overinvest in something I don't know if it's gonna work. How do I get all the fancy stuff without clients, without money, without success that I felt like I needed? And honestly, it was all just fear. It was all just me feeling not good enough and letting that sort of take over my thoughts and not sort of thinking outside the expensive, like I need to hire some video production company a marketing funnel and say, how can I make this simple and how can I make it work now? And what I found is that the secret is to really serve my audience. That's the secret to a good marketing funnel is to serve, to truly understand my audience and to truly understand what they're struggling with because even the best tools, the best team, the best design out there, you know, without knowing my audience and what they're dreaming of and how my offer is gonna really help them, no amount of fancy marketing is ever gonna get them to buy. No fancy marketing, Not you could go hire the best marketers that money could buy you. If you don't have a message and an offer that people resonate with and want to buy, it doesn't matter how much you spend on marketing. Um, and I'm just gonna be really honest with you, like ugly marketing that hits your audience, you know, right in the heart, that'll work so much better than fancy pants marketing that doesn't. In fact, you could have all the best stuff out there. You could have an expert coach, the best design, the best tools that money can buy, but without knowing the specific problem, which is what we've been talking about in this series, without knowing the specific problem your audience has and the transformation they truly desire and the beliefs that they have there, you're gonna end up creating an expensive big old mess. And I know because I've done it. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about that's totally outside of online business. So one of my guilty pleasure favorite shows lately, and this show literally kills me because it is so hilarious, is Nailed It on Netflix. Have you seen it? If you haven't and you just want to absolutely have a laugh, check it out tonight because you're gonna laugh so hard, you're gonna literally cry. And here's how the show works, just quickly. Uh, comic Nicole Byer, who is funny, 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 and renowned pastry chef Jacques Torres host a competition. It's a, it's a baking competition that invites home bakers with a twist, right? These are home bakers who have a poor track record in the kitchen and they're inviting them to seek redemption and cash on the series. And I gotta tell you, some of these home bakers have a really high opinion of their abilities in the kitchen and it's funny. In each episode, three contestants try to recreate an edible masterpiece that's designed by a chef expert. So they bring in just like these incredible experts. I mean, Jacques Torres is one of them, but and he's also a judge, but they've brought in lots of others um, that you would recognize if you watch any cooking shows. But, and, and the chef expert tells them like, you know, gives them an example of the finished product. They give them just everything. I'll, I'll get into it in a minute because the projects don't, usually turn out great, which is what makes the show so funny. I mean, it is so funny what some of these people create and they have a good time at it too. You know, they all go on there knowing that they're not pros. And in the end, whichever amateur baker comes closest to a successful nailed it dessert gets to take home $10,000. So it's really fun. And everybody is laughing and having a good time on there. 
And these contestants literally get everything handed to them. Everything that you'd need, you'd think that they need to be successful. They get the recipe, they get all the ingredients, they have the best equipment that money can buy. They have an expert who shows them what the finished product should look like and then gives them some tips on, on getting it done. And all they have to do is copy and execute the steps. Sounds simple, right? Well, hold on. Like these are home bakers who've never done these things before. <laughs> and you know, the experts make it sound so simple but the experts have failed probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And so that's why they can create these masterpieces so effortlessly now, right? Because even with the right pieces to create this masterpiece, these home bakers still can't tackle the massive transformation of simple ingredients, eggs, flour, sugar, and decoration, because they're missing a key piece. They're missing experience. They haven't taken enough baby steps. They haven't, you know, built enough skills over time to discover what works and what doesn't. And so they try to tackle these really complicated and complex baking projects armed with, you know, in theory, the information that they need, the step-by-step -step that they need, and an example at the end of what it needs to look like. And, you know, if you watch this show, you're gonna die laughing. I mean, it's like cakes are falling over. There's like blobs coming off of things. It's hilarious. And the contestants, are, you know, they're trying to imitate the expert's cake. Like, you know, many of us are trying to imitate an expert's um, online marketing, right? And obviously in this show, this is all set up for everyone to have a good laugh, including the contestants. Um, yet they're always, always surprised at just how difficult creating these baking masterpieces actually is. I mean, sometimes it's just creating a cookie and putting, you know, a design on it. And it looks so simple. It looks so easy. The expert, you know, gives them step by step by step what to do but they still haven't done it before. So they're trying to tackle these huge things that they don't have the skills for. And if we bring this back to our business, I mean, how many times have you and I tried to imitate some expert marketing system only to end up with a big blob of yucky marketing that doesn't work because we haven't built those skills, right? I mean, I told you about, um, in a previous episode, I told you how I was trying to imitate my seven figure a year mentor. So that was in episode 44. She was trying to make me into a mini her who go, she went out to events and she sold herself left, right and center. So, so successful, multi seven figures a year. And she was like, just do what I do and you'll be successful too. But for me, I ended up with a hot mess of a business that nobody wanted to buy. Nobody wanted my thing, why? That's, you know, it's like somebody can give you an exact blueprint. They can tell you exactly what to do. They can give you email templates or a screen grab of their marketing funnel or their entire marketing playbook. And even if you try to exactly replicate it, it's not going to work for you because they're not you, you're not them. Their audience is not your audience. Their energy is the best use of their talents, not yours. And that's why it's so important and why I've gone through this whole series with you 
because um, yes, there are things that that you can put into place to make a marketing funnel work for you, but you still have to bring you and you still have to bring your audience. And that is usually the missing critical piece. Instead, it works so much better to focus on the basics, the basic, basic, basics and your basic ingredients for a marketing funnel that brings in clients and customers and sales is, or, or are, I should say are, there's more than one. That was terrible grammar. <laughs> but the basic ingredients are, number one, what's the problem your audience has that they want to solve? We talked about this, right? Number two, and, and if you wanna go back, we talked about it in episodes 44 and 45. Number two, what is the transformation that your audience dreams about? We talked about that in episode 45. And number three, what's your offer to help them go from problem to transformation? And we're gonna talk about how many offers, many like baby offers, can help you in testing out offers easily in a way that makes you money as well before you dive into creating some big, complicated funnel masterpiece. You just start off with baby steps, right? And then you create a system or a marketing funnel to attract, engage, and pre-sell your audience. That's it. Marketing funnels are a lot less about the technology and they are a lot more about understanding, getting that insight into you audience so that you can connect with your audience so they engage and pay attention to you. And I've seen people do marketing funnels in all sorts of really creative ways, but at the end of the day, they know their audience. They know the problem. They know the transformation. They know what to share. That is so important. So create an offer that is a vehicle basically for our audience to get the transformation they've been dreaming of, right? And that's how your offer needs to be positioned. And you're probably thinking, yeah, that sounds easy, but my offers just aren't bringing customers to me or not as regularly as I want. Um, Or maybe you're not even sure where to start, what to offer, and you don't feel like you have kind of the offer or a good offer that's really gonna work. When you're first trying to figure out what people really wanna buy, it can seem really overwhelming and frustrating, but that's usually because people don't start at the problem and the transformation. Usually I see people trying to figure out a great offer without any insights. And you know what? I did that for a long time too. I had programs and offers that sounded so good, at least to me, but no one wanted them. It wasn't until in frustration and desperation I decided to try out what I'm gonna share and it literally turned everything around and it became so easy to create offers that people actually wanted to buy and then create a marketing funnel to sell those offers based on the insights that I got. So what was the key that unlocked the offers that people wanted to buy? Well, let's talk a little bit about mini offers. This is actually something that I talked about on Amy Porterfield's podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy. The mini offer method is a way to easily test offer ideas before you spend a ton of time, money, or effort in honestly creating something that no one wants to buy. And when you do it right, this will give you incredible confidence and insight into what your audience really wants to buy from you. So let me break down what a mini offer is. So again, I wanted to switch from only doing one-on-one work, um, you know, and, and one-on-one clients that were spending 
you know, they were investing at least 5,000, but some of them were 15 to $20,000 for a funnel to build together. And, you know, when you go from that to offering a course, I needed different insights. I needed to know kind of what people wanted to learn instead of, you know, why people wanted to, to work with me. But I kept telling myself, I just was not ready. That I'd tried to launch a course in 2013 and it failed miserably. So this time I wanted to know that my course would be a sure thing before I dove in and spent all the time and effort to create it. I wanted to know that my course would sell, first of all, and I wanted to know that it would help people. Um, And I wanted to know that people would actually pay for it before, again, I spent a ton of time and money to build it out. Because if you've never built a course, it takes an enormous amount of time. Just thinking through everything, scripting everything out, deciding how you're going to record it, you know, all that stuff. And it's worth it for sure, but I didn't want to dive in and create something before I knew that people wanted to buy it. And because that's what I did in 2013 is I created something I wanted to create and really nobody wanted it. It didn't meet a need of anybody. And I knew my one-on-one approach worked because, you know, I had great success stories with my one-on-one clients, but I was having a really hard time understanding how I could take that highly customized and personalized one-on-one work where I could, you know, be on hand to answer all the questions, where, you know, we could troubleshoot things together and, and... you know, just there's a lot of, of extra personalization that goes into one-on-one work. And I wanted to know how I could turn that into a course. So I decided to do something really different. And this time I decided to test out a bunch of mini offers before I built anything into a course to see what people actually wanted to buy instead of, again, me just coming up with it on my own, <laughs> in my own office, with my own brain. And It absolutely blew my socks off how well this worked. So here's what I did. I went into different Facebook groups where, you know, people like my audience hang out. And I took a look at a lot of the discussions that people were having and the questions that people had. And I found a few questions that I could quickly and easily solve. And I created a mini offer. And my criteria for the mini offer had was that it had to be less than two hours for me to fulfill and be less than $200 for people to buy. And I kept the whole process super simple. There were some quick hit offers that really didn't require a lot of time or money. Some of them were, you know, as little as like $17 or $27. Um, and then I tested, uh, the mini offer out, um, you know, with my email list and in Facebook groups that allowed promotional posts. And so, you know, I'd put together these little mini offers. I put it out there. Really, I didn't have much other than either the email and like a PayPal link or maybe a super simple sales page that just kind of laid out what they would get, um, and who it was for and all that kind of stuff. But, Um, but I really didn't want to put a lot of time and effort into these mini offers, like, you know, having, I don't know, like worksheets created or hiring a graphic designer or anything like that, because I was still trying to figure out, you know, does, does anybody want to buy this stuff? And I quickly discovered which mini offers worked the best 
and what people responded to and what they did not respond to. And so that gave me some great insights. And because these were paid things and not free things, I knew that people would actually plunk money down for this stuff. And then a few of my mini offers, people started to say like, oh my gosh, I would pay so much more for this, right? And here's the biggest key. After each mini offer, I'd ask my customer um, who bought it, just a few key questions. So for many of them, I would offer a free 20 or 30 minute follow-up call where they could ask me questions because again, this was like me getting paid to do market research and them getting a ton of value. And so when I got on the phone, you know, I would let them ask a question or two and then I had some questions that I wanted to ask and they knew this before we got on the phone. And it just really helped me further understand what people were thinking, what they were struggling with, what they wanted, and what they really, really wanted, and what they didn't really care about. And and also their favorite way of getting that help, along with insights into what had not worked. Because, you know, a few of my offers, nobody took me up on. And that's fine. That told me, mm, this doesn't really hit the mark with your audience. So I got a ton of audience insights that honestly, I never would have gotten on my own. And I don't think that I would have gotten these same insights if I had offered these things for free. I did offer uh, probably 10 um, mini offers uh, for free to, to kind of get it started. And I had some good insights from that, but what I found is that it was you know people who just wanted something for free, not necessarily people who would have ever purchased anything. And so I, I quickly decided after I gave away about 10 um, video reviews for free, I was like, no, I need to charge for this because I need to get better insights into what people will purchase. Because when I um, gave it for free, I had a whole bunch of people who took me up on the free and then they were like, you know, I'd ask them, you know, what have you invested in? Oh, nothing. I just like to you know, read blog posts or whatever. So these were people that would never buy a course anyway. And so I didn't want those insights. I wanted insights from people who were willing to invest. And then as a bonus, I got to speak to, um, as I was speaking to people and, and they were telling me how much value out they got out of, you know, specific components of what I did for them. I also got a bunch of testimonials that were specific to those place, those um, components that I wanted to put into my course. And that was amazing. So I made money while I was getting these insights. I impacted people in their businesses for really a steal. Like I wasn't charging a ton of money. Um, but you know, it, it was a win, win, win all around. And I discovered things, um, did not have to be perfectly set up to truly help others and to get the insights I needed. You know, I didn't, I didn't need to, stop my business and go broke trying to overinvest and figure this out. And plus, this was really, really fun. Like, it's fun to put things out and have people flood your inbox with, oh my gosh, I want that, right? So big lesson, if you're trying something new or you're trying to like figure out a marketing message or a marketing hook or something that really works for you in your business, I really want you to just think about nailed it, right? Don't try to create something huge right away. So no big marketing, no big spending, no big anything. Instead, start with a mini offer. Start, you know, get the insights, build up your knowledge 
of what your audience wants from you. See what people will pay for and go from there. Start small, test, tweak, learn, tweak, you know, just keep testing and testing and keep moving forward with little baby steps. And eventually you're going to find big success because you're going to find what people, what really hits the mark with people. And it probably is not what you think. That's what I always find out with me, with my clients. And I know a lot of my students find that out as well. And this helped me build my marketing funnel step-by-step with total confidence, knowing, you know, what to say, what pain points to hit, what to offer, and what my audience was looking for. And it made the whole thing a lot faster and easier because I didn't have to make this stuff up. I had, you know, words from people that I had worked with that I could pull from. Um, Nikki Elledge Brown calls it a word bank. And for a long time, I was like, how do you build up this word bank? Well, with mini offers, it was so easy. I had, you know, words oozing out of my word bank left and right. It was awesome. If you'd like to dive further into how many offers can help you create offers that people can't wait to buy, to get testimonials for, you know, your product, your program, or your service, and to get insights from people who actually are willing to pay that help you build a marketing funnel with confidence, I'll link to my interview with Amy Porterfield um, in today's show notes and the blog post that I put together for that interview in today's show notes, where you can see a screenshot of a few things that I did. And you can find those at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 47. So at the end of this episode, I've got a question for you. Isn't it time for you to create your first profitable marketing funnel? And today I showed you how you could have, you know, a mini, mini offers and figure out that funnel so easily, but you can also create mini funnels that you can just build on as you get these insights to attract leads, to nurture them into fans and to convert them into sales automatically. It's so possible, even if you think you're not good at marketing. And in fact, in the blog post that I'm linking to in today's show notes, I'll show you one of my mini offers that is still up to this day. And, you know, I don't really do anything for that mini offer. It's for how to pitch yourself as a podcast guest. And then there's a little mini offer after people opt in. This is one of the easiest and fastest marketing funnels that you can build. It's called a cash infusion marketing funnel and it builds your list and you make money so that you don't have to go into debt um, or or worry that what you're putting out there is going to steal from your savings account or your you know monthly budget because you have this cash infusion that basically all the money that comes in for that I put right back into you know ads or other things to build my list and so it really becomes this cash infusion where I don't have to do a lot and I make sales every single day with it it's awesome so you can go take a look at that at today's show notes and you can see the blog post and it's so possible even if you think you're not good at marketing you don't have to be good at marketing you have to be good at listening and asking questions and learning from what your market is telling you. So today we talked about the, the four keys that, or today we talked about the mini offer, I'm sorry, that really you can do this right now. Like you could go into some Facebook groups, you can find a problem or two that you can easily solve and you could put together a really fast and quick mini offer and just see what happens. And you know, it just starts with you knowing what problem you wanna solve or problems you wanna try solving and how you show up best and just 
put some stuff out there and see what people respond to. If you're ready to get serious about creating a consistent flow of leads and sales in your business, jump on over to today's show notes and take the marketing funnel quiz. You'll discover your perfect marketing funnel with just a few simple questions, and I'll even give you free training into how to get that funnel up and running fast. So again, have a really fantastic week, and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place, on another great episode of The Marketing Funnel Show. See you then. 